There's a spiritual war that's going on for our communities. It's a war between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And God wants to equip us to be His occupying force in our communities. Join in today to learn more. Welcome to today's episode of Occupying Force. We're Kimberly and Richard Wilson, and today we have a special guest. We have Caleb Wampler of Kingdom Encounters International, and we are so excited that you are here today, Caleb. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, and uh, it's been so great getting to know you guys and looking forward to the interview. So we've gotten to hang out with Caleb today, and we've heard him preach before and his team come in to Moravian Falls to the gathering here. And let me tell you what, this is a powerhouse ministry. They are going into nations and seeing hundreds of thousands of people come to Christ. And it's been amazing. And all this in the midst of COVID, you've been able to, to go in to places that you can't even speak about. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Like everybody, when COVID hit, it definitely surprised us. And we were trying to figure out what was going on. And at the time, um, we were in Bangladesh on a crusade. And uh, all of all these people were getting healed of the, all of these throat and phlegm and coughing and airways and their sense of smell and their sense of um, taste was all being healed in these meetings. And you know, it was March of 2020, and we're we're like, this is never had a, this many healings of these types of things. It was the theme of the trip. And meanwhile, the world starts crashing, and we're in some remote out of the internet area get back to the main cities and i'm like oh my goodness are they going to shut the country down can we even get home (laughs) so we made it back and you know like everybody tried to figure out uh, the pieces of what was going on in the world and since then you know the podcast tv show started and we've said you know what we're going we're going to find ways to get in we're not going to back down and have went on some crusades and have actually seen our largest crusades Our last two in South Asia have been the two largest crusades we've ever done during COVID-19. And uh, we're looking forward to next year already. We got 10 international trips on the the docket, so. I love that. I mean, usually you just recognize in the midst of all that craziness that God's in the midst of it. And God's got something he wants to do in the midst of it. And um, that's one of the things we're excited about with your testimony of what God's done right in the midst of that craziness. And even in our conversation today with, you know, we don't know what it's going to be, you know, flying in and out. How are those things? But rather than you backing up and saying, "Okay, we better wait and see. No, you're going and saying, no, let's watch and see what God does in the midst of it. We've seen so many people to pulled off the field from every major organization around the world that's in the ministry and you know it's it's for safety reasons and good reasons and you know trying to get people together and health and but i I just there's something inside of me that's like it's dark right now (laughs) we need to shine the light and and I, i i don't know but when i read the bible i just see stories of breakthrough and supernatural moments and people getting broken out of prison by angels and like you know what i'm saying i'm like if god can do that kind of stuff why couldn't he do it during COVID 19. sure exactly i love that you had shared a dream this morning and if you would share that about the the light dam yeah yeah this just was just actually last week and there was a um, a dam that was being held back behind the dam i assumed it was all this water but it started to crack and 
fracture and these little piercing streams of light were kind of coming almost like if you see light coming under a door or something but it was it was these seams of light were, were breaking and I was I always had this impression when I was a kid from my mom um, we had we lived in a small town in California there was a giant dam and they had always told me if the dam broke our whole city would be underwater in a matter of you know, 20 minutes and everybody would be dead. And so that as a five-year-old kid, like, I'm like, this is terrifying. We need to get boats and figure out like, how can, what if the dam ever breaks? And, you know, it never did, but it was just that thought of, of how powerful of a force uh, this water was that was being held back. And, and so when the dam started breaking in the vision, I was having those thoughts as I was as a child that this force is about to just wreck everything in its path. And when it broke through and eventually cracked through, it wasn't water. It was actually light. And it just begun to powerfully break through and flood everything that was in its path. And I knew prophetically in the moment that the season of light shining in the darkness was coming. And it was about to just start wrecking everything in its path. And there was little pockets in there where, where, where the light would go over it. But these little pockets of darkness were trying to stay. And it was these poisonous gossip areas mm. that that um, that were strongholds and people were speaking saying no we want our darkness we want our darkness you know and so in the vision it was like the light was clearly more powerful than anything the darkness had but some people just wanted their darkness you know yeah and that that's what's interesting because i mean light always wins over darkness yeah. I mean, darkness really is a theater for light. Oh, yeah. It's an absolute theater for light. So the darker it gets, then we know that God's light oh, yeah. increases every time. Oh, yeah. And so here we are in a global time where darkness, we would almost say there's this massive revelation of darkness, but then where's the revelation of light? And that's what you see God doing with this massive breakthrough that God's up to something. Because we all recognize in all our different ways, okay, we're going to move God with you in what you're doing. Yeah. But everybody would say, but God, if God doesn't, yeah. then we recognize the globe's in trouble. The beauty of your vision is, no, we're not in trouble because God's yeah. never in a place of trouble. He sits on the throne. And even in the, we've talked about it, even in the season we're in, it's not a surprise to God. So I, I love what God showed you because we always talk about breakthrough. And you're talking about a breakthrough that is not dependent oh. upon man. It's dependent upon God and what he's up to. Yeah. And in all of those things, it'll just move in and things will change. Yeah. So we're, we're sitting at a time where um, it's the greatest time to be alive. I mean, you recognize that with all the miracles and stuff that you're seeing. Yeah. And, you know, you were sharing your testimony and you said, God, I had no idea. I had no idea these things were taking place. And now God has you in your place and you're seeing that breakthrough. I'd say when yeah. you stand on that stage and you're preaching, man, you, you see the breakthrough of that light. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, being in some of these dark third world countries, um, areas that are uh, just strongholds in Muslim and, and Hindu religions that are, you know, God bless them. We want to see them all come to Jesus, but th it's pretty dark. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when we preach the simple gospel message to find that the Bible says that uh, the gospel is the power of God into salvation, it, it is foolishness, but it seems so simplistic 
but then realizing it's so powerful <laughs> because it literally just shatters the darkness. And by now by the tens of thousands and even I can say hundreds of thousands in a single night, we've had people come to Christ in these mass crusades and, and are watching the light shine and in the middle of it, you're watching uh, demoniacs get set free uh, by the hundreds in a given night. We've seen as many as 839 tumors healed in one single night. Wow. Um, you know, you're, you're going, cancer is getting just blasted by the Holy Ghost. You know, you every type of imaginable issue and pain just being completely healed. And so, and, and to think, you know, if you say something like 839 people healed of tumors, like think, think of 839 individual people all having a tumor, all receiving a miracle, all giving their lives to Jesus Christ, all being completely saved and set free, having their eternities changed. And all of those people being in families that are now impacted with the father and the mother and the, and the, uh, the kids. And then uh, in these other countries, it's very generational based. So you're going second and third generations of, of grandparents all the way up, like watching. I mean, their, their entire lineage is being changed by the power of the gospel. And, and it's powerful. just a simple gospel message that Jesus came died on the cross, rose from the dead. If, you know, if you believe in him, you can be saved. <laughs> I mean, powerful. that was one of the things, you know, you listen to him and you can hear the whole thing about an occupying force. Yeah. Because we, we named our podcast that because we recognize God moves in, he does something, then he wants to occupy. And you just gave a great illustration in terms of inheritance, yeah. in terms of family. Yeah. So it's not a matter of, of, no, it doesn't stop with just that one. That one that gets healed goes back to their families. What a powerful illustration of moving into nations. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of people is massive. But then you say, what's it, how's it going to affect the whole nation? Oh, you just yeah. gave an illustration exactly. of how it would literally affect the, you can't stop it. Yeah. It becomes a movement of, that, of those kinds of things. It's so true. Be beautiful illustration. Some of the crusades that we have had, I guess smaller crusades, which may have, might be the hundreds and thousands, tens of thousands. We, we've watched how in one night people get healed, go back to their villages. Then the next night the buses are even more full or they have to send a, a bus back a second and third time because everyone in their village saw the healing that took place. And so then they come and then second night, third night, fourth night. And so the crusades will continue to grow until capacity. Most of the places are, are not safe. And so you can't, go past a certain amount of time before like, Hey, the authorities are going to shut this thing down or you're getting killed or arrested. Or now the extremists know the routine so they can do their bombs. And so you only have so much time in that, in that sense, but the believers are multiplying because people are watching the power of God healing salvation. It's incredible. And that's one of the things that, you know, you look at those other religions and they're so religious. And whether you say it has to do with hatred whatever, they don't have that that is a display of the love of the Father. And when you come in there and God does those kinds of miracles, then all of a sudden, this is a loving God. Mm. This is different from the, the gods that we've worshipped. And, and so it's so powerful rather than... Um, 
being afraid of those other religions or being angry with those other religions. You go in there with the love of God and the love of God moves past all of that stuff. Yeah. We've heard so many stories of that kind of thing in Muslim nations yeah. because it's so uh, uh, foreign to their concept of, of who their God is right. and how he operates. And when you go in there with love, you go in there with joy, when you go in there with a manifestation of the presence of God, that they may sit on the outside for just a little bit, yeah. but they're gonna be drawn to it. Yeah. And, and people are drawn to that, to that kind of light. Yeah, we'll, tell, we'll often say that, that in all of the religions of the world that you are required to do all of these things then live by these laws and mandates and different stipulations that you have to fulfill and but in the religion of christianity god comes and sets a table before you and yes he asks for your life for sure i mean he asks for you to lay down your life but he's asked he comes and prepares the table before you in the presence of your enemies yeah. and it's an illustration that people uh, they see and they realize because like God loves me and he gave his life for me and people can grasp that, you know, it's powerful, powerful for love. See, you go into some dangerous places. Most people would say, hey, no, no I don't want a ticket to go there. What is it or when did something take place in you? Because when we hear you talk, we recognize that's, that's an intrinsic value. That's something God has put in you that says, nope, I'm, I, I want to be there. Yeah. Talk about that for a minute. How yeah, I, I was really blessed in my childhood. I, my parents are incredible. Um, they love the Lord and raised me in a Christian home. And um, I never fell away from the Lord. You know, I, I, I lived it. I, my parents were the real deal at home. And that, that made a massive impact on me because as I met a lot of other PKs, pastors, kids across the across the world, that isn't their story typically, you know. Um, but just having that in my, my growing up, there was always this thing. And I think even from the way that my parents named me, Caleb, you know, it says he had a different attitude, a different spirit about him. That's what scripture says. And so I believe that what my parents named me was prophetic for, for my life and how God has designed me to be. And so... You know, from childhood, eight, eight years old, we were doing prayer around the flagpole every single week, and I'm like, God, I, I want to win my, I want to win my whole school to Jesus. Like, I talked to my dad. He's like, What do you like to do? I'm like, I like to play sports. And he's like, We'll start an after-school sports program. And Mom, can you help me with the flyers? And you know, before you know it, we're having after-school sports programs, and and uh, literally we're having 10, 20, 30 kids every single week come to play hopscotch and foursquare and dodgeball, and basketball, and then at the end, I'm like preaching the simple gospel to them and they're coming to Christ right there in a little parking lot with, you know, with hopscotch, you know. And so trans fast forward that to high school and same kind of concept. And, you know, being in a peer pressure in environment like high school and a public school, it's not easy to, to live your faith like that. But by then I had already decided to follow Jesus and it didn't matter who, what, where, when, why. Like that's what my life was going to be about. Like. He had captured my heart from an early age. I experienced uh, something that was real that I couldn't deny. I had heard his voice. I knew he was real. And so, you know, by senior year, we're, we're doing four Christian meetings a week on our campus. And we had a big assembly program. It was essentially our first crusade without even knowing it was called that. And uh, at the end of senior year, had 750 kids show up in a public school gymnasium. 220 people came to Christ. 
And, you know, it was just the start of something that was there. But this whole, like, it's easier to do that in America in some ways, but then to do it in a global sense where you're going into places where you can actually die, it's a different kind of thing. But my life already wasn't my own, you know, from that, living it in my American challenges. And so going going to the ministry of Christ for All Nations, getting to work in the ministry of Reinhard Bonnke and Daniel Kalenda, um, running with these guys and just watching the the faith meter that just mm-hmm. was on their life mm-hmm. that without faith it's impossible to please God and you know prayer can do incredible things and love can you know is the most powerful force in the universe and there's all these different things but faith like is something that I think gets overlooked so often in this day and age to just have that tenacity to trust the Lord at His word even when He can't see how. That was really what I caught in that season with Christ for All Nations. And so when you started going into these dangerous Muslim areas and Hindu strongholds and um, being in places where you're surrounded by witchcraft and people are trying to cast spells on you and all the different stuff, you're you're just realizing like you outrank everybody there (laughs) because you got Jesus and he outranks everybody there. (laughs) It ain't because of me, it's because of him. But his light is shining and it's peak power upon me. And I'm going to let his light shine in Jesus' name. And so, um, you know, I, I certainly caught something in that season mm-hmm. with being with uh, Christ for All Nations. I just just honored Daniel and Ryan Hard, you know, 79 million people in 79 years. I mean, um, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> wow. Wow. But, um, but, but outside of that, you know, just uh, being able to now go in, in this new season, it's a, it's a new world. Nobody knows what you're supposed to do in the COVID reality of the world and the way that it's changed. But like I said earlier, like why wouldn't we go shine the light in the darkness? And so we're not slowing down. Maybe, maybe it changes your pathway or maybe you've got to do it a different way, or maybe you got to pray a different way, or maybe there's new countries or new places you weren't thinking about before, but we're not slowing down. There's a big world out there that needs Jesus. You know, I hear him talking about that testimony and now you, you, we talk about our own nation because we're in a different place than we've ever been before. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of been uh, almost like uh, it's all been hidden. Now everything is coming out and, and all of a sudden you recognize this, you know, and, and you recognize the hostility towards us that are lovers of God, that love Jesus. And so there's the, that kind of tension that's there. And then in the atmosphere with all the fear that's being put out there. And when I hear you talking, you know, you talk about going into another country. The very thing that you're saying right now needs to be released to the people in this nation so that they, hey, it's right here now. You don't have to go to some other nation. You, you're, but it's a, it's, look at it as a privilege yeah. that here we are living in this hour. So the same testimony that you've got needs to be, you know, the the fire that's in you, passion that's in you, the anointing that's there needs, and you're doing it because you, we've, we've heard you preach two or three times. You're doing it in this nation because people need to hear that. In other words, don't be afraid with what's going on around you. The light that works in any of those nations, Pakistan, India, that light will work here rather than looking at I mean, and again, it, it, there's a lot of things going on, but I mean, I, 
Jesus can come back anytime he wants to. Right. We're ready for Jesus to come back. But but not saying, oh God, Jesus, come back and rescue us. Yeah. You know, the rescue's happened. Now it's like, no, be victorious in the place where God's put you. So, I mean, I want you to just, whatever God puts on your heart, just pray and release, you know, what God's put in you to the people that are going to be listening that have to do exactly where they live right now. Because yeah. all those nations, let, let's just be honest, we can name them, that haven't, you know, they're not third world nations. But it doesn't matter. You can say Australia, you can say New Zealand, you can say South Africa, and you can say Canada, you can say the United States. Now they're facing an onslaught of those things that have to do with darkness. Yeah, I think the enemy has overplayed his hand yes. truthfully in this hour. Yes. And I think he's done it. I mean, you could say he's done it in a lot of areas, but there's three areas that I see to be at the forefront of it. One of them is attacking everybody with despair, you know, and in Colossians 1, 26 to 27, it says that we've been given a treasure chest of hope oh. that is literally housed within every believer. It's embedded. If you read the passion translation, it's embedded within every believer and God wants everyone to know it. And what does it contain? That the container of hope contains the glory of God. Oh, yeah. So the glory of God can't be released without the hope. <laughs> and so it's this beautiful illustration. And so what does the enemy do? He says, well, I'm going to put everybody in despair. I'm going to take their hope. And, um, and and he does everything he can to get us in despair and look at the, the pain of the world and the issues and the sickness and the illness and the destruction and the politics and all of the uh, social injustices and the people. And he just gets us like, woe is me. And then another area, um, he's tried to make us angry, you know, at a, our fellow brother, uh, a man turning uh, black against white, Jew against Gentile, Protestant against Catholic. I mean, he's doing everything he can to get us looking at each other to fight. And it's and it's it's roused anger within us and politics and all of the stuff that's out there. Let's just get angry at the world and angry at the vaccines and angry at the masks and angry at the like. And that's the what he's trying to get us to do. And so we get angry. But like, what's the antidote for that? Well, love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've got we've got hope for the despair and we've got love for the anger. And so then the, the other one is one that is have been more of a common catchphrase in, the, in this day. And that's faith over fear, faith over fear, faith over fear. And it's true. But how many of us actually operate in faith over fear? Uh, we're afraid about everything. We're afraid about what's going to happen. We're afraid of the next 10 years are going to be worse than the, are we going to survive? Is Corona going to kill us? And yeah. Did you hear about the thing about the smallpox that's coming? Did you hear about, you know, you can get, you know, you can just fear, 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 fear. And I think what's going on with that is like, he's trying to rob us of our faith. And I think he's overplayed his hand. I think yes. it's obvious what's happening. Yes. And so, so right now what we need is this impartation of faith, hope, and love yes. <laughs> to operate in it. And, yeah. and what does 1 Corinthians 13 tell us? It says that these three will remain. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they will outlast them all, yes. faith, hope, and love. And so if, if, if I'm going to pray for yes. people today, I just want to pray. To, to, to break those things yes. off of despair and fear and anger and just let faith, hope, and love reign in their yeah. lives. And so, Father, I just, yeah. I thank you for all that are listening today. This amazing, amazing group of listeners that has become part of the family here. 
And um, Watchmen Arise, man, what a powerful, what a powerful name for this ministry and occupying force. Lord, I just, I just ask that every single person that is listening right now, God, that has been in despair right now. I just break right now by the power of Jesus' name. I break that despair off of your life right now. And I, I just pray that your hope would just be restored right now, that the glory of God would just begin to manifest and cover you right now, that it would be your portion, that in the glory of God that's resting upon you, that, that your sickness would break off, your despair would break off, your suffering would break off. You would realize that God is with you right now and that even in the valley of the shadow of the death, he is with you right now in Jesus' name. For those that are angry and upset about the politicians and what this person did and that person did and what their family did, and Lord, I just pray right now that the anger would break right now in Jesus' name, yes. that we would look to you, that the, the, the God whose love covers over a multitude of sins, and that your love would reign, Lord, that instead of being in anger, that we would turn the other cheek, that we would love extravagantly, that we would love so much that it would literally uh, cause the pain of other people to cease yes, <laughs> because God. they experience the love of God. Yes, God. And Lord, I pray that this, this fear that is that has displaced people uh, from their God-given destinies and purposes, I pray that this fear breaks right now in Jesus' mm -hmm. name and that yes. they would begin to operate in faith, that they would have the eyes of faith open to them right now that they would see the destiny, the purposes, the callings, the visions that you have for them, that their visions and dreams that you have given them would, would not be on shelves collecting dust, but that they would be at the forefront of what you've called them to be doing and that they would seize those uh, opportunities with those eyes of faith, Lord. Yes, Let their God. faith be awakened right now. I just pray for this impartation of faith, yes, hope, and love yes, right God. now. May these things last forever in their lives yes, and break these other things off in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Caleb is a, a fellow Charisma Podcast Network host. And if you want to listen to more of Caleb, and we highly encourage you to, you can listen to his podcast, Awaken the Wonder. And you can find that on cpnshows.com. Or you can even go to their website, which is kingdomencounters.us. Caleb has written a book called Hunger. He's got another one coming out called Weighty Words, Influencing the Unseen Realm. That should be coming out in the next few months. And so we encourage you to go there. And let me tell you what, watch the videos that they have of the testimonies of the things that have happened in the Crusades because it is amazing. It will encourage your faith. So go there, kingdomencounters.us. Thanks for listening.